It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Yeah, with an effective character. Three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience and recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. The opinions are around without representing any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on Knowing Your Worth in episode 175 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. I almost hit James right in the teeth with my phone. Did you see how close I got? No. It almost hit your uvula. Uh, that's, that's the ball in the back of the throat. Imagine... Do you, you ever poke it? I, I, did y'all watch the 90s show yet on no, Netflix? I, was, I almost did last night, but I didn't. Is it good? It's funny, but there is one joke in the middle where the, the young girl, Eric's daughter, is like, oh, yeah, I've made out with someone before. Yeah, their tongue went all the way in my mouth and touched my uvula. <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. That's the ultimate makeout. Yeah, that's, you how know? You know that's how you know it's working. <laughs> I mean, why stop at the teeth? You know? I don't know. I don't think there's anything gross. If you actually like the person you're making out with, right? If you like the person you're making out with, why would anything in their mouth gross you out? Yeah, it's not our job to kink shame. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're into, if you're into uvulas, you're into uvulas. That's right. Uvulas are okay with you and me. That's what they say. Den- um, Dennis got a new shirt. Oh, uh, no way. No, I didn't. Oh, that's the beeve. This is my, my Halloween shirt that our friend Don gave me. Uh, Bucky the beaver. So how, how is it? T- talk about your shirt. How is everything? My shirt? Yeah, the last couple of weeks. Shirt. Last couple of weeks. Well, it was a dark day and the sun had just set. That doesn't make any sense. Um... I don't know. In the past week, I didn't tell y'all last week, but my brother reached out to me on Face on Messenger and was like, "Hey." So I texted him back, "Yo." That was a good conversation. Um, no, but he, he had a couple of back and forths or whatever. So it's good to know that he's still alive. He says he's doing well. I told him to call his sister. He did finally call my sister. And they talked. And then my sister went and met up with him yesterday and had lunch with him. Um, So he's alive. Says he's sober and stuff. Says he's doing all right. Who knows how much that's true or not. But it's good to know he's alive. Uh, Yesterday, then I saw my my nephews yesterday because my sister came by. With three of my four, three out of the four nephews, so that was good. I think I shared around Thanksgiving time that my one, like, second youngest nephew, called me Uncle Josh all the time, and not Uncle De- Dennis. And 
like, he did that for, like, a while now, like, a couple of years now or whatever. And then today, or yesterday, whenever I saw him, like, the first thing he says to me, he's like, Hi, Uncle Dennis. Do you remember when I called you Josh all the time? And He's like, I got it right this time. And I was like, you sure did. Good job. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. I'm guessing that my sister or my uh, nephews, like, prepped him. You know, like, hey, make sure you call him the right name. Um, so that was good. I mean, that was the highlight of my week. Uh, yesterday, I made up a checklist for James to do some artwork. And hopefully he's looked over it and is going to start checking things off on the checklist. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. How was your week, James? Thanks, Josh. I did. <laughs> I, made, yes. I made a checklist for you, too. Is there's only one box. Go to the morning meeting. So we'll see which one wins. He's, oh, he's, he's smiling and nodding his oh, head. That means no. Oh, shucks. Well, I was just going to say, I'll probably go to a morning meeting before you get it done, but hoping you get the artwork done soon. I was uh, telling him that our friend Jarrett was like, where's Dennis? Tell him to come to meetings. And he said, it's stupid that he doesn't come. He's Canadian. So, you know, they're very, that was a harsh word for him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. He's like, I just miss him. So that's how he finished. He had to finish with something kind. <laughs> so I, I, I relayed the message. I start um, my new orientation on Thursday. Excited about that. This weekend, my wife and I are going down to Miami, South Miami, uh, for an event called Cross Florida. It's all day Saturday. And she was invited to speak, share her testimony. So we got a hotel. After the festivities on Saturday, I'm going to go pick up my kids and bring them back to the hotel to stay the night and then have fun with on Sunday. So I get to see the kids a lot earlier than I expected. I had an interview yesterday. I dressed as a cowboy for the new Toy Story restaurant opening up in Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios. And I dressed like a cowboy. And, um, and I, I think I did really good on the interview. It was short and sweet. And the, my interviewer was very kind. And I had her laughing. So I, I think that's good. What did you do? Because you did talk about it last yeah, time. Did you use the backstory or anything? Um, so I... I printed out your backstory. I did the villain one. I, I just I didn't. There wasn't enough time to go into it, but I, I I did a whole resume with Woody on it, and then I had the backstory clipped to it or paper clipped, and then I gave it to her. You know, and she like glanced through it. She didn't read it all. Um, and then she's like, "Well, how would you greet a table?" And I I stood up. I don't know if everyone did this, but I was like, Howdy, partners. My name's James. Welcome to Woody's Rodeo Roundup. I'm one of Andy's toys. And I held up my shoe so she could see it, and it had Andy's name on the bottom of my shoe. And that had her laughing, and that was good. Yeah, and you got the job. And then at the end, I gave her um, uh, an ace of clubs with my name on it. You know, because nice. I was, you know, I'm a card shark. <laughs> so I thought that was a nice touch. And that's it. I'll find out in two weeks. Either way, it's, you know, I'm, I'm starting a new job. So I might start this new job, go through training, and then promptly go to a new job and start training. So lots of new things, but all fun and exciting. Like, it's all... Yeah, you'll be able to pick up 
You'll be able to pick up shifts at like three different types of restaurants. Yeah, I'll be trained at three different restaurants, so that's cool. All within Disney property. So everything's good. I'm excited. I was uh, when I told the kids that I was coming down. I was like, "Hey, do you guys want to visit with your pop?" And they usually they take a, a while to answer, but both of them instantly, "Yes, yes." I was like, "Aw, that melted my heart." They love their pop, and I love them too. Here's Mike, just for you. Hey, thanks. Congratulations on that. I always, I always loved like uh, interviews, just kind of meeting new people and making sure they knew. <laughs> who like I was talking to uh Becky my fiance and she was she's been going through a process she interviewed yesterday was her third interview for the exact same job they kept like calling her back I'm like you do understand this is a good thing she's like I'm just done with it she's like do I ask him at the end of it there's gonna be any more interviews I go yeah but what would the point be because there's a good chance that they'll be like yep this is the last one and then there's another one it's like just know that this is the third interview and you obviously are beating out other people that aren't getting these. Because it's not like they're giving, if there's 50 people they're interviewing, they're not going to do 150 interviews with these people. They're going to like slowly hit down. Yeah. So, yeah, but even if not, I used to just like love it. You know, if I had an opportunity, there was only, I think <laughs> there was one job I tried for over the phone and I, my brain was so crazy because I was sleeping crazy hours at the time I was also still in my addiction of drinking that I think I was either still drunk or at least hung over when I did the interview for a morning gig over the phone in Indiana when I was living in Iowa and I, I don't remember what I said but nothing like, he's like, what the heck do you mean by that? <laughs> and I think what happened was I stopped paying attention to what his question was. And I read a book or something. And the words of the book, I'm like, yeah, you know, the atmosphere of society. And, it, like, it sounded, like, way convoluted, like, way too much. So he's like, huh. He's like, well, that doesn't make any sense to what I just asked. <laughs> and I'm like, I knew I didn't get it at that point. Um, like we just wanted to know if you could say, uh, do you want fries with that? Yeah, he was asking if I knew how to make a good cup of coffee. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun anyway. So but the, uh, the amount of times that I know the past, I don't know, but like inter- interviews are, uh, are a good time. So the past week has been good. What is it? What's the Chinese proverb? Good, bad. I don't know. Um, I met with my boss and he offered me a change in schedule. I said like the, the money wasn't where I thought it was going to be. So I declined it and I have another meeting today. So again, that's going to be a good thing. You know, anytime you decline a position, they're like, oh, we, but we still want to talk. That obviously means there has to be something else in the works. I'm thinking they have to start low just to like, well, give him this and see what he says, you know, maybe. Yeah. That... I mean, it's probably my least favorite job that I've ever, like my employer, it's my least favorite employer that I've ever actually worked for the past seven years, but it's been the most lucrative. He He doesn't listen, does he? Uh, uh, no. Is he one of us though? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which is why we get along so well. Uh, untreated. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
No, I mean, it's just, it's been enough stuff the past. So why wouldn't I go get another job, right? And that's the question that maybe I ask myself. But then I, uh, I don't know. I'm just glad that I have somebody that's, that's willing to, uh, to pay me for a creative position. You know, it's pretty cool. I mean, I enjoy life more than I don't. And I'm living here, which is awesome. I uh, spent the weekend in Boston. Well, kind of surprised my dad. I told him a month ago that I was coming for his birthday. And he told my brother and a bunch of other people that I really made it having myself and Olivia there. So I felt felt good about that. And the snow was moving in. So I did something that the old me never would have done. I knew I had to get back in time because I had plans last night. So I spent almost double the amount of money to change my flight. The round trip originally was 260 and I changed the flight for 198 to leave an hour and a half earlier because the snow is moving in and I wanted to get out of there. And I was glad I did because you really never know. It looked like the other flight maybe got off on time, but maybe it then had to taxi and I would have been late for plans. So yay. I did what, uh, you know. An adult grown-up. Adult decision. Yeah. <laughs> um, no way. Imagine that. Yeah, you never would have? Is that, yeah. I, well, I could have been stuck there. It's like I'm staying here for another three days. Imagine being, oh, in like, there was a chance it wasn't going to get off and my father dropped me off at the airport. He's like, okay, I'll see you. I'm like, you're not going to hang around just to see if the flight leaves in an hour and a half he's like no i gotta go to work so like he left so i would have then been stranded there and had to get an uber all the way back two and a half hours to his house so it would have been i mean i it would have been it would have been just a a whole thing you know at that point and being stuck in an airport's never fun let alone if you're with a four and a half year old that's like bored and you know she had her tablet but anyway so knowing your worth uh, is today's topic that uh, Dennis came up with. He goes, I don't know what I want to say on it, but do you think you have the courage to, to start it, to start no, the topic? To you don't? <laughs> should, should I just do my share and then give it to you? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, listener, if you're sick of listening to me. Here's another uh, four <laughs> minutes. Um, so gr- growing up, I had the lowest of low self-esteem that I actually had to have a conversation with my mother on Thanksgiving because I told her, like, I had really low self-esteem growing up, and Olivia is dealing with some of that. I think her teacher is too hard on her right now. And it flashed me back to when I was in first grade when we would go around the room, and my first grade teacher, Mrs. Thibodeau, that was definitely on my fourth step, um, she would say, oh, Skip Michael. He's not going to be able to read. Skip Michael and go to the next person. And it stuck with me. And, you know, my mother, when I talked to her on Thanksgiving, was like, you know what? Who knows if that even happened? That was just in your head. We did everything. we." And I'm like, this has nothing to do with you. Like, you weren't my first grade teacher. But I think she was taking it as a hit, as I would if Olivia growing grows up and goes, you know, I wish you changed my teacher from Miss Merriam. She really hurt my feelings and it set me back. I would have a little bit of guilt because there's millions of teachers in the world. And I think my mother maybe had a little bit of guilt that 
yeah, I could have moved to another school. Like there is plenty of other elementary schools, but I went there and, uh, yeah. So I didn't know my worth at all. I had low self-esteem and that led me right up until I, I started, you know, my journey and, uh, it just went, went to like the worst places, uh, you know, and I got myself in situations where, uh, you know, I f- thought I fell in love with somebody that actually loved me the same way and straight through friends of mine, when I would talk about the conversations I had with my wife at the time, they were like, she doesn't give a shit about you, huh? Like she just, uh, makes you work all these crazy hours just because she wants to get a new purse or just because she wants to go on a vacation to Europe. You don't care about going to Europe. And I'm like, no, I don't care at all. But happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> and it wasn't really until I think I went, I got divorced, went to therapy and we shared about it on here where they were like, yeah, you're worth a lot more. Like, I think I got a little bit of it in the program, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm an advocate of making sure that anything that you can do to help you and in any way, right? So if you're working a job and you don't get it, make sure that you watch Masterclass or, you know, look at people that are in the industry and try to say, hey, can I, can I take you out for a cup of coffee? Like, can we go out and, and talk about this stuff? I think it's always better because um, it's really important for that like therapy even though I only went for what four months all of those uh those lessons that came through it's almost like I started hearing more you know it was like putting a q-tip in your ear or a hydrogen peroxide and clearing it out it made me realize what everybody else was saying and actually listening to it and so those things combined with the program of um what the you know will love you and until you learn how to love yourself. I think a lot of that uh, works through. And in my first uh, home group, that was definitely the way. And when I moved here, uh, you know, William and Steve and Ray and Danny, we would go out to breakfast at the, the diner. Maybe not every morning, but every other morning, you know, before you guys uh, came in and I started hanging out with you, um, we would do that, you know, the first, I would say, uh, six months when I got here. So the year before you guys came to town when I first moved here. So it's, it's important to surround yourself with people that remind you just how great you are. And if you feel like you're alone, there's probably a room that can help you out. Um, that would be my advice and how important it is knowing your worth and that God's always with you also, but I'm not going to steal that away from James. So I'm sure you're going to use some of that. Who wants to go next? All right. I'll go. Knowing your self-worth or knowing you're worthless. (laughs) But I I choose the the former. And, um, you know, that was one of the things that, you know, when you're a little, when I was little, you know, I definitely felt that I never had enough. Like it was just embedded in me like I would always no matter how much I got how much my parents gave me you know 
I don't know if it was the culture, watching commercials all the time, like being brainwashed by like, you need this to be happy or seeing people who had more than you and they had cooler toys than you. It was just, it was never enough. And then you got to go to college. You got to, you have to get this. You have to get a good job. You have to, you know, have this and you have to get ahead in life. That's, you know, nowhere in my childhood was it taught that to be okay in your skin, to be at peace, to learn to meditate. You know, I think, you know, this culture, the Western culture, really had its way on me. And for the past five and a half, for the past five and a half years, it's been transforming my mind and my attitude about the way I view the world. And today, uh, my self worth is is amazing what i feel like i'm a child of god and he loves me no matter what like all the bad stuff i did like you know i i have steps that i worked on to made amends for that stuff but none of that stuff eats me up anymore i make a certain amount of money and you know sometimes all those programs come up we're like, oh, it's it's not enough. Like, I need to be doing more. I need to be working more to have more money in my bank account. But why? To buy more stuff? You know, it's 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 you have to be able to to live and provide for your family, which I can do now. But it can't be my focus point. My focus point today is what am I doing for other people? What am I doing in to add to the stream of life? Um, today, I, th- I think my, my worth is, is amazing. And I can show my gratitude for what God has done to me by how I treat other people. And today, I do not feel less than. I do not feel like um, I don't have the scarcity complex that I had as a child. Um, I do sometimes. I can't lie. Sometimes... You know, I still check my bank account way too much. Um, you know, maybe that's something I can I can ease up on. Maybe check it once once a week <laughs> instead of every day. Um, but I don't know. It's it's hard. You know, having forty or thirty seven years of a, of a way you thought about how life should be and how you should feel towards the world and the world should feel about you and then you know just flipping it flipping it flipping your mind and just being okay with where you are in every moment and what helps me is um you know either accepting certain situations being joyful in certain situations or being enthusiastic about situations when i'm one of those three things you know i'm I'm feeling okay I'm feeling okay, and uh, and I know that I'm doing okay um, because I can see it from the way people treat me back, um, and and people, you know, friends and family, they some they tell me how I'm doing, so that makes me feel good. But I don't do it for praise; I do it because it's the way I live today. That's beautiful. I can't follow up with those two shares, so I'm going to pass. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, Self-worth. I don't know. I think it's something I've definitely struggled with for most of my life, like Mike was saying or whatever I remember in 
in school I had ADHD and I was hyperactive. So it was really hard for me to focus on my work and do the work. So I got bad grades through most of my schooling. And, you know, you get, like, centered out for that. You know, in the sense that I had to go to, like, a special class and stuff like that. And, like, I felt, I guess, less than everyone else, you know, because they had to take special precautions. Um, I didn't think about that all the time when I was hyperactive. I was just doing whatever I wanted. But uh, as time goes on, it, it starts to affect you more whenever you're, like, treated differently you know and there's probably a lot of aspects in my life where it was like that um but I don't know I I think I definitely deal with it still now you know when I look at my situation and with uh having anxiety and stuff like that which stops me from functioning normal you know I feel less than um but it is what it is. I guess it's kind of playing with the hands that you're dealt. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank. I know I have things to say, but I'm drawing a blank. Um, I, I think it's, it's easy to kind of touch on what James was saying with, like, society. Like, in modern society... We're so inundated with people's opinions and people like on social media and stuff where they're flashing their like car that they rented or saw on the street and pretending it's theirs or like people bragging about stuff. But then not only that, like the really toxicness of it where people will voice their opinion of like, if you're this type of person, this type of person is wrong or this is this and this is this. So you, from like all angles, you're having people attack like either your race or your gender or your belief system as being evil. So it's, it's easy to like absorb that, even though you can like kind of be set in like who you are and kind of okay with that. You like, a lot of times, no matter what area of the spectrum on any issue or any, like, identity that you are, you feel like you're being attacked. When the truth is, it's not. If you turn off social media, you're not like that. Like, day-to-day interactions in the street aren't that toxic. But I think it's important for us to remember that, like, no matter what we've been through in our life or what we've done or what other people have said, that we all have a certain value, a base value of being human, right? We all deserve to be treated with respect and dignity. And I think that everyone should be treated with respect, you know? So it's kind of like once we realize that we have the right, you know, the inherent birthright of being treated with respect and dignity, and the more that we treat people with respect and dignity, the less inclined we are to accept people disrespecting us or using us or manipulating us or whatever. Um, I think that's important to know. Um, But in that, too, is, like, we can't compare ourselves to others, right? So, like, 
I probably have things that I do in my life that other people don't do that give me a unique worth, right? And if I compare myself to, like, James or Mike and the things that they do or have or whatever, then I might not measure up. But then there's other things that bring me worth, right? You know, I don't know if I'm wording that right, but I think we all have a, on top of the inherent worth, we all have a unique worth, and we got to be aware of that. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling. And James agrees with that rambling. So I'll pass it back to Michael. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Dennis. It's awfully nice. It's awfully nice of you. This is is a good episode. And I think, I'll be honest, this is the first one, 175, that I didn't go back and see if we did this as a topic. I I do think we probably did self-worth. But we have not done knowing yourself, so I think it's uh, I think it's worthwhile to do. Any final words, James? God is good, and so are you. I like that. We'll we'll wrap up this week, and also I think uh, if it's cool with you guys, I'm gonna reach out to two two people that I'm good friends with. I think that they'll probably do it. One of them has over 30 years in sobriety, and the other one is my, uh, my first sponsor that I had, and see if they would be willing to uh, record with us. Because with my change in schedule, I know, like, to us, this time usually works the best, but maybe we can find time to, um, to have them, them do it. Or maybe I can even jump on Anchor and record one and then we can reinsert it like you guys can listen to it you james and dennis can listen to their share and then add that in because it's been a while it's been about 100 episodes i think since we've had someone tell their story so i like that time to time to bring it uh bring it back if we can so this will wrap up another great episode We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 176 with an effective character is entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, work it. You're worth it. And we'll see you next time. Woo-hoo.